Welcome to another episode of Dumb Binge Binging. Um, I am Mr. White Christmas. I'm Mr. Snow. (laughs) 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 And I am totally perplexed at this. This is not a bit that was run by me before we began recording. No, because you wouldn't have let me. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't know Heat Miser's opening line. He's Mr. Green Christmas. He's Mr. Sun. He's Mr. Sun? <laughs> yeah. I'm Mr. Sun. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to my home. <laughs> my, my shitty stepbrother has sprung yet another nightmare on me. <laughs> Cursed knowledge that was in the source material. <laughs> I think this might be our worst opening yet. Um... If anybody's invested in the show, if you rank the openings, that'd be great. There's tier makers for anything. (laughs) Merry Christmas, everybody. It is... Actually, it's not Christmas, but it is a significant date today. (laughs) Happy birthday, Josh. When this episode's released, yes. Yes. It will I be mean... my birthday and I will <laughs> be old. Be old. <laughs> <laughs> we will be going to get my senior discount and my AARP <laughs> card. <laughs> no health care, unfortunately. No. <laughs> no retirement either. <laughs> Not in this country. <laughs> no. So, um, um, if there wasn't like a huge issue with recording during May either, we're we're kind of doing a fun thing. It's up in the air right now um, of how this is going to continue forward, but we're making sure that like at least something we like is on our birthdays. Um, mine yeah. would have been the Ninja Turtles, <laughs> but unfortunately, that did not happen. No, um, and. As you already know, if you listened to our last episode, we are doing Rankin and Bass Christmas specials for December, and the Santa Claus ones are my favorites, so that mm-hmm. is the one that falls upon my birthday. Um, we are talking about <laughs> Santa Claus is coming to town and the year without a Santa Claus. We were also going to include the Miser Brothers Christmas Um Unfortunately, I'm not paying. $9. We have been <laughs> denied access. No, and yeah, I, I mutually <laughs> agreed that no amount of money is worth <laughs> the Miser Brothers Christmas. Anybody listening out there who is very kind or knows someone who is very kind and wants to upload this to YouTube for free, please let me know. I'm very intrigued <laughs> as to what the Miser Brothers <laughs> Christmas is. <laughs> I've never seen it. <laughs> But again, I'm not going to pay for it. No. I didn't have to Especially pay for Rudolph. It is one of the ones that it is not, not ranking best. Yeah. Um, but, um, let, I mean, it's just great that the, <laughs> this is one of your favorites because this is uh, not both of them, but 
specifically Santa Claus is Coming to Town is one of my favorites from Rankin Bass as well. So it works in both of our favorites this, this year. Um, nothing was really joyous about last Christmas for me. So. <laughs> That's just a lie you absolutely loved Night Before Christmas. It, you know, I did really enjoy Night Before <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> the, the car... The car scenes were so funny. <laughs> Please go watch Night Before Christmas. <laughs> that's that's the end of the podcast today. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. So, <laughs> you're, um, Santa Claus is Coming to Town is kind of like a retelling of um, Santa from the Rudolph <laughs> They really were like, we made him such a bastard. Let's let's roll it back. Let's fix here. that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Hold on. Wait a minute. <laughs> it is Santa's backstory. Mm-hmm. Um, based off of the song "Santa Claus is Coming to Town," so there's a lot of the lyrics in there. Um, they try to explain a lot of it. Um, they shouldn't really acknowledge the whole he sees you when he's sleeping when you're sleeping but um, boy do they opinion, they do and it's creepy in application as well <laughs> <laughs> not gonna lie but i really oh god i don't i don't know how to explain why this is one of my favorite ones it's not my fa- personal favorite that's gonna be um, later in the month, <laughs> excitedly. Uh, it's think... one of my favorites, and then the year without a Santa Claus probably is my favorite. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why it's this week. <laughs> yeah, um, but I don't. I just think I think I just really like Santa Claus is coming to town because it's just really sweet. Like it is. It's so wholesome and also i was a child and i had an ill-advised crush on uh young chris (laughs) so (laughs) right before he grew the beard it was it (laughs) (laughs) it's so funny looking back because it's been a while since i've seen them like i was eight and then i haven't seen them since (laughs) so like you just don't notice (laughs) And then, like, I look back, I'm like, oh, I realize what happened here. <laughs> it was just a alone, kind man. You should have had a crush on Jessica. <laughs> I, I young, did as well. Young yeah. Mrs. Claus, who is just <laughs> thick, thick Amy Adams. Her name is Jessica, and it killed Jessica me. Claus. Jessica Claus. <laughs> Mrs. Jessica Kringle. Also, oh, no, she did take the Claus name. Yeah. Jessica Claus. Jesse, if you're friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't, yeah, it's just Santa Claus it's, is coming to town is just very sweet. And it it's is. all about, like, aside from, like, the weird acknowledgement of some of the creepier <laughs> lines. <laughs> um, I just really like the message and that it's just about love. Yeah. In it all is. all its forms, just love and be loved. And I really like that. That is what 
Christmas movies should be about. <laughs> mm-hmm. Especially ones that are like so laser focused on being children's entertainment. Yes. And it's not it's not like handholdy like shoving your face into the message either. No, it's, it's but it's it's clearly like these are acts of love in like whatever way they're displayed throughout the whole movie and like a lot of the characters too it's just like they so unabashedly love each other. Yeah. I really enjoy like the the winter warlock and and Chris are just like best friends now. <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, you're my best friend and I love you and yes, your family can live on my evil mountain." Well, I would become best friends with somebody if they taught me how to walk too. Yeah. <laughs> Before we get too far into it, I do want to talk about the opening because you always forget the opening for these. <laughs> and this one starts the, with the felony. S- good old SD. <laughs> he has SD full name who and I deliver- forgot it. Delivers letters and opens them all in front of an audience of <laughs> in front of an audience of woodland creatures. Like it's important to mention because I think this man should be fired and also in jail. Yeah, that it's that's fully illegal. You have the right to like assume that the mail carriers are not opening and reading the letters that you send. No, yeah. And this man just shits all over that idea. I'm not for <laughs> a lot of the laws that we have in place. Um, no, but I think that that is a good one. <laughs> this is a common courtesy, and also I fully support the mail carriers. This man should not have this job. He does not deserve the title of mail carrier. Um, <laughs> SD. This is fully, yeah, illy, public enemy number one. I will kill this man on sight. For what he's done to the, these children and their letters to Santa. <laughs> SD stands for Satan Devil because he's evil. <laughs> That's so bad. <laughs> this is the worst episode yet, I can tell. The way it started was such an omen. <laughs> That's a you problem. I should have fucking known because you, t- you took a while to, to say it. There was a pause, and you're like, okay, I'm gonna go for it, Mr. White Christmas. And now, now look at you, uh, Satan Devil, fuck you. It's that's canon. <laughs> it's canon. Look at the His wiki. name is Satan Devil. Look at the fucking wikis. His name is Satan Devil, and he's evil, and he commits crimes <laughs> he against commits children. felonies every it's, fucking day. Every for fun, he loves it. He's dancing around reading these people's letters. The hell is wrong with him? Reading them, throwing them in the snow, giving them to random animals. Yeah. <laughs> like, why? What does he get out of this? It's so fucking just insidious. He just enjoys it. He's like, I love to be evil and rude. <laughs> um, and this is how we start the tale of Santa Claus. And then we get baby Santa... Mm-hmm. Which one of the children hearing this story thinks is hilarious that Santa was a baby. Yeah, this is um, so the whole this is also like really long. I thought it was a lot shorter than it is. Yeah, no, uh, it, it's nearly an hour. Yeah, um, this whole thing is SD answering the questions that people put in their letters. Which again, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> 
And it's also, he's also talking to a group of children on top of that. So, like, dude, (laughs) what's your problem? (laughs) So sometimes um, the story will be interjected by just children. Because, like, you get a lot of lists of children's questions about Christmas and Santa at the beginning. Um, Those are the letters he's opening. (laughs) Which is a crime. Again, I want to reiterate. Really want to stress this man should be in prison. Yeah, it's fucked up what he does. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, if they get to a pivotal moment, sometimes a child will interject and be like, oh, so that's why. Yes. And, and then nothing else. But the is- first interjection by a child is, Santa was a <laughs> baby? A baby? <laughs> the baby? <laughs> it's just what a wild start. Uh, I can't um, believe I also, done this. <laughs> I think it's very, very funny that, like, he gets the name Santa Claus later on because he was abandoned as a baby and had a little, like, name thing that said Claus, but it's also, like, very That's- clearly in a Germanic area, so his name was just Klaus, mm-hmm. and everybody fucked it up, and now his name's Santa Claus. Yeah, that's like that's really funny. The weird part is they go out of their way to give so many of the characters German accents. Yeah, and then a bunch of others are like English. (laughs) So like, that's just a first name. (laughs) Very. I don't know. His his parents who abandoned him were like, "Yeah, this is our baby Klaus," and never give him to the mayor. Klaus. Oh my god, his origin story is so... So, one um, of the best characters that came out of any of Rankin-Bass is uh, Burgermeister Meister Burger. <laughs> and uh, Burgermeister is the German word for mayor. So he is mayor um, people's city. Yeah. And I can't, I can't get over the fact that his name translates to, to people city. Uh, <laughs> mayor people city. Hello, I'm uh, Mayor People City. Uh, I hate children. <laughs> Do not leave your baby on my doorstep. Townmaster <laughs> People City. Yep. Uh- <laughs> um, yeah, oh Santa Claus is brought so to funny. brought to the mayor, and he's like, "Baby, gross, get it out." <laughs> Disgusting. I will have nothing to do with this. I am in my later hosen eating a giant <laughs> turkey leg. So then, one of the I- guards is. <laughs> trying to take him <laughs> up the mountain and he just loses the baby and he's like now where did you wander off to and it's like nowhere he's a literal fucking like day old infant he's an infant who this man just placed on a sled and dragged behind him and he's just monologuing and then he lost him and he was just like well <laughs> guess I lost that baby he's like oh no come back here you're going to the evil warlock's dangerous mountain. Oh well, goodbye. Then the animals find him and take him to the Kringle household, which is Tanta Kringle and her five gay elf sons, whose names are like Tingle, Jingle, Wingle, Wingle, um, Pringle, and Single. <laughs> Um, um I, I'm, 
all these little elves, all these little elves come out the door and they're like, oh, fuck, (laughs) a nose. And then they're like, there's a baby attached to this nose. (laughs) And then they bring him inside and then Tonta Kringle's like, well, we have a baby now and his name is Chris. (laughs) Thank God for Tonta. Giving him a normal fucking name. Which again, just <laughs> her name is just Aunt Kringle. <laughs> so like, is she their mom or is she their aunt? I don't know. She, her five gay little nephews. <laughs> she's <laughs> she's their mom, but her name is Aunt. Okay. They named her Aunt. <laughs> Um, they're not elves. These are just regular humans. No, no, no. Except they were elves in the first... When the first walked out. Yeah, they called them little people. She is not an elf, but the rest of them are. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) So they are either elves or actual people with dwarfism. Um, who knows? Um, but they come from... (laughs) They're um, a recently um, impoverished, I want to say. Like, their titles have been removed. Um, they were previously the royal toy makers um, for a, a king that looks like he would spend most of his time. Um, their, t- their titles are not removed until he makes it illegal, but they cannot sell their toys because the warlock will not let them pass over the mountains. Mm-hmm. So, they have no way of making money anymore, um, and they, they're they're not stopping making toys. So they just live with piles of toys in their home, a big pile of toys on their front lawn. Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Yeah, we can raise a baby, no problem. Um, this is a perfect household to raise a child." So and they, they were right. are co-parenting with the forest creatures. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And because of being raised by the forest creatures, uh, Santa has inhuman <laughs> abilities, such as climb tree with only feet, <laughs> um, leap incredible distances, and straight up fucking fly at one point. And also he laughed like seal. <laughs> he laughed like seal. And he and that's- a lot. Yeah, he left like seal, which is great. <laughs> God, this is insane. But it's um, so funny. The abilities he gets from being raised by animals is <laughs> insane, and that is not how it works. He's but essentially I'm, squirrel. Girl. I'll go with it. <laughs> uh, he, so he is um, a non dwarf toy maker who. <laughs> has animalistic qualities. <laughs> and um, he just... <laughs> and then he tells Tonta Kringle, when I'm a man, I'm going to take your toys over the mountain for you. And then it says... Immediately, the narrator. He grew up to be a fine man, and then he goes, I'm a man now. <laughs> he killed me, I swear to God. So funny. Um. So- he sets off across the mountain and the winter warlock is 
spying on him but doesn't do anything at this time. No. He passes no out the boys, gets in trouble. Meets a penguin. Uh, meets a penguin named Topper. That's the son now. He has a son and it's a penguin. And he goes honk. Which all penguins do. Yeah, very loudly. That's a penguin noise. <laughs> a goose honk. We all know penguins. Um, I mean, it's not far off. <laughs> I wouldn't. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm like critiquing like I know what sound penguins the, make. <laughs> they basically sound like geese. But, um, so he gets to the town and at this point we are led in to the fact that uh, Burgermeister Meisterberger um, during one of his mayoral decrees stepped on a toy leading, uh, walking down the steps to his mayor house. <laughs> he broke his foot and so he made toys illegal. And this, like, that scene is a reprise of the Toymaker for the King song. Yeah. And I just want to say that um, before we get too far, too much farther in, I love the songs from this one. They're very good. They are, like, I take or leave any of the songs in Rudolph. I don't give a fuck. Um, <laughs> all of the songs from Santa Claus is Coming to Town means so much. Like, I was singing to them while we were watching. <laughs> um, for some reason, all the songs have this weird, like, frosty edges yeah. filter over them. I don't like, know why. But literally every single one. They're displayed as if they are memories or, like, a storybook scene. But it's just within the narrative. Like, within, yeah, within the narrative flow. So, so I don't know why they did it. Um, the only one I remembered was like the romantic wedding one, which it fits for that one, I guess. But <laughs> all of them, it's, it's like, all of them. Why are you doing this? <laughs> Toys are now illegal. Mm-hmm. Um, but Chris Kringle will be damned if he does not get these children their toys. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. He's going to head back across the mountain to get more toys, and the winter warlock traps him. Yeah, he's like, not not so fast, little uh, man. Then they have probably my favorite song in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, he he um gives the warlock a toy. He gives then, the war- warlock a toy train and it fully changes who the warlock is as a person. He's like, I'm no longer evil um, and I will die for you. You are my friend. You're my best friend in the whole world. And I will die for you. <laughs> Come live on my mountain. And so, um, after he's no longer evil, he's like, well, I don't know if I can be um, not evil for long, because I'm a terrible, miserable person. This is a direct <laughs> fucking quote. He's like, I can't be evil, because I can't not be evil, because I'm evil. <laughs> like, that's just, that's me. Uh, I'm evil. Biologically. And so, <laughs> like, this is, this song is like a, like, uh, Josh said what we were watching. It's like a nice metaphor for like learning how to purposefully be good. Person, but yeah, really, he's just straight up teaching this warlock how to walk. And as a child, that's how I understood it. As a child, that is all I got from the song. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and I was fully just ready like to my- roll with it. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. It's such a good song. I don't know the name of the song. It's. I think maybe put one foot in front of the other. 
Or like, uh, yeah, I don't know for sure what the title is, but it's just like put one foot in front, front of, of the, the other. <laughs> and it's very good. I like it a lot. This is also when Santa just flies. Yeah, he just fucking flies. It. About, like, during a song where the lyrics clearly state you have to walk. <laughs> he just starts walking on air. And it's like, he's don't like, show off. <laughs> he's like, hey, watch this. You can't he's fucking like, walk at all and i can do this i'm such a good person i don't i can fly <laughs> and it's like dude come on he's trying this is his first time being like not evil you gotta give him <laughs> gotta give him some leeway <laughs> he forgot how to walk when he turned good he yeah. only walk evilly <laughs> um his magic and also his ability to walk uh was tied up in his evil warlockness <laughs> So he had to, he had to, he gave up magic. He can't do magic. And also, which is so weird. It, like, there was no implication of that until, like, way later. No, <laughs> and it's like, never explained why no. he can't either. He's just like, my magic is fading. He's like, oh, I don't have magic anymore because I'm good now. And we're <laughs> all just like, oh, okay, <laughs> that's fine. Sure. Um. Uh, so, so then- the rest of the movie mostly is Santa trying to devise ways to um, get children toys in the little uh, city. Yeah, while well, being it's just this one out, city uh, as well. Well, it starts as just this one city. And yeah. Spread. But I really like, I think it's really funny because Jessica's like a teacher in the town. Mm-hmm. And then she falls in love with him and becomes Mrs. Claus. And that's like, whatever. Like it's sweet, but it's it's irrelevant to the plot. Yeah. Um, we don't need an explanation as to why Mrs. Claus. Reindeer fly because they ate magic corn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he, then it's quickly yeah. just resolved, not because he like made the made <laughs> Burger Meister Meister Burger have a change of heart or anything. It's just like, oh, he fucking died, and everyone was like, yeah, his loss sucked. Yeah. We're- like, and I love what? it's so funny. They're like, it's just yeah. It's like nothing was actually resolved. He's just fucking dead. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's just like, okay. <laughs> so, and the last like the big climax of this, um, everybody except Jessica for some reason uh, gets arrested <laughs> for bringing toys into the town. Yeah, and I don't know like why she doesn't get arrested because she was an active conspirator. Yeah, but, yeah. Like, even more than the warlock who just but lived like what <laughs> Um, she somehow breaks them out of jail. We have no idea. No, how, um, but the jail. And they- so they're they're living on this mountain. We can assume that they spend decades continuously illegally. Um, giving children toys until the Burgermeister dies. <laughs> and also, um, yeah. there's a wanted poster out for Chris, and he's like, oh, that's that's not gonna work anymore, because I have a beard. And then they were like, well, you can't keep going by Chris anymore. And so Tonta <laughs> Kringle was like, well, your real name, which I haven't told you up until now when you were an adult. <laughs> And he's like, okay, I don't know where Santa came from. Uh, they mentioned it in like one line, but I kind of missed it. And 
<laughs> it doesn't really matter. Because we all know it's Maybe Santa that's Claus. Like a, a title, an honorific. <laughs> uh, he's just he's going by a first name only basis. <laughs> but like, so he does that, <laughs> and then like the narrator's like, that was the name that he took, and that was the name that he asked Jessica to marry him as, and that's the name that Jessica said yes to, <laughs> and so now they're married. And also, they got married on Christmas Eve. <laughs> and um, instead of getting wedding present- presents from everybody else, they just gave everybody presents. They just gave everyone else presents on their wedding day. And then they they got married in, in the wilderness outside. Um, it is snowy and full of pine trees, so they... Cut the narrows like because they didn't have a home and they didn't have anywhere to do this. They put all their decorations in the trees. And that was the first Christmas tree. The first Christmas tree. And then the warlock's like, please let me have a little bit of magic still. And then the trees light up. <laughs> yeah. No explanation for that. Um Everyone gives each other presents. Burgermeister dies. That's mm-hmm. Santa. That is Santa. <laughs> and like I can't keep giving kids toys every night I have to consolidate this into one day a year and that's the origin of Christmas Day <laughs> Christmas Eve I don't know it's like the night of Christmas I've never yeah really Christmas, Christmas Eve the concept of Christmas delivers the toys or whatever Yeah, and then they open them on Christmas Day and then and then Which we just get wedding like anniversary. a log and the song Santa Claus is Coming to Town by Satan Devil. Yeah, and the, a children's choir. Yes. <laughs> and also, like, on his way uh, delivering the mail, we find out the end of his route is um, Santa's house at the North Pole. And on his way uh, there, Where he had the castle. Yeah, his castle, Sorry. which is ha- somehow part of the Santa mythos. I miss that. Um... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but my thing is both the penguin and the winter warlock show up on the way there and just hitch a ride in the mail there which like whatever if it was the penguin that'd be like one thing winter <laughs> what were you doing well I- He's he's still not experienced at walking. He can't walk there, and <laughs> he can't teleport the anymore. How did he get to the town? Um, he just did. <laughs> and just, it's so funny. I love that, and I love the implication that he still lives with them. Yeah, and he's that's just like not part of the Santa mythos. This is a full original character for this movie, and he just and lives just like, with them. Rankin of asked, like, what if we gave Santa a really cool warlock pal? <laughs> Here is their dad. <laughs> um, I would love... Sometimes a family is Santa and Mrs. Claus and his six dads and aunt. <laughs> then they just, like, no relation at all. It's, it's so funny. <laughs> like... <laughs> I love this movie to pieces. It's it's so cute. At the very least, it is cute as all hell. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's incredibly just... funny. <laughs> it's very 
it's one of the it's like <laughs> it's very good if you think about it too much it's confusing a little bit but it's also fully intended for like children and families mm-hmm. so you are not supposed to think about it as no. much as we are um and this isn't even like that deep either <laughs> no but it is it is very good and it's, it's so just very cute. sweet and it, yes the stop motion animation we already talked about it a little but it's just so endearing unless it's for sd it was unnerving that few opening minutes yeah but that's i don't like how he moves (laughs) but i think that's just because he's a criminal as i say that's intentional because he's the devil Mm -hmm. (laughs) like you were you are not supposed to like him and if you do you need to reevaluate yourself (laughs) and how you took this movie (laughs) because he is evil um like the purest most like personal form of your privacy is the written word and he is just shitting all over that he does not care he doesn't give a fuck no and also he's gonna indoctrinate your children into his weird santa male cult (laughs) i don't like him i don't trust him but like other than that like they all look it looks so sweet i love the the Kringles are so great. I love how they move. Uh, the the scene where they're all just p- clown carring out of the front door to pick up a baby <laughs> is the best part of it. That I and like love it. The, all of um the warlock's movements because his body is like very questionably proportioned. He wears a big cloak, so there's not a lot to tell, but he's clearly (laughs) hunched over and his arms reach the ground like a gorilla. So I would love to see, like, what that looks like. Does he have little tiny ape legs? (laughs) He's just thick as hell. (laughs) Winston, my friend Winston. He's a supermodel. (laughs) All that. He just has arm stilts. (laughs) His arms were so creepy. Why are they so long? Um, Just because. I love. I also love the scene when they're in jail, and Jessica's like, "Can you use magic to get out?" He's like, "No, I don't have magic. I just have a, a dried up potion, several candles, <laughs> and, and reindeer feed. <laughs> magic flying reindeer corn." And I'm hung up at why he had so many burnt out candles. Well, just from using candles. Put them down, dude. No. Did you get kicked again? Okay. No. (laughs) You cut out for a bit. This is a nightmare. Our Christmas (laughs) recordings are a nightmare. I'm going to remember to edit like a good chunk of this. Okay. Uh, I don't know if there's much more to say about Santa Claus is coming to town. It's a classic and I'm not writing that off. Um, No, yeah. Nothing is iconic as the Miser Brothers. So we have to get into that. (laughs) Yeah, so we also watched A Year Without a Santa Claus, which is my favorite one. Also a 50 minute ordeal i i can't this one felt a little bit longer 
Um, to be fair. But it do- it just doesn't feel 50 minutes. And no, I don't it doesn't. know if my, my sense of, like, length for videos that I'm watching is so fucked up because I've watched the uh, Edna Doublecast <laughs> Harry Potter fanfic drama video so often. And that's, like, fully over an hour. <laughs> no, because I, like, usually physically cannot watch anything over 20 minutes in one sitting. But these did not take, these did not feel that way for some reason. No, it's, the pacing is so amazing in these, and that's wild. And, like, again, you do feel it a lot more with The Year Without a Santa Claus. But a little bit, but still not like it's not it still does not feel fifty minutes long. No. And I guess that's it's a credit to the writers. Just yeah. like they knew they needed like an hour ish to tell the stories they wanted to tell, but they knew it needed to be paced in a way where children would not get bored. Which is oh, yeah. hard to do in an hour, but they did it. Again, like, I watched this shit. Like, I watched it Raptor. every single year as a child and never exactly. felt like there's, like, an hour. <laughs> it did not feel like that. Like, this is, if, which I highly doubt, but if any of our listeners are parents, just slap your kids in front of these. It fully. <laughs> fully, like. Full attention on this shit. Like, I even now, yeah, I was like, I would, I did not move while watching these, like, yeah. at all. <laughs> um, a year without a Santa Claus is, um, like a direct sequel. I want, nah, sort of, yeah, like it's as direct as most of these. It really at least, it at least feels like it's within the same universe as mm-hmm. Santa Claus is coming to town. That's not But they both feel like a very different Santa from like Rudolph. Yeah. I hate Rudolph Santa. I will kill him. <laughs> He's so fucking like what is his problem? Uh, um But this one Santa is sick. Uh, he has a cold. Later they say he has gout which like what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, I think that's. I think just like. I don't think you can live to be centuries old as Santa is and not have gout. <laughs> you know, it's probably like a regular occurrence. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, he's sick and he's like. He's like, oh, I don't feel too well, um, but Christmas is coming up. And then the doctor's like, well, fuck you. Nobody cares about Christmas. Kids <laughs> fuck you. Hate fuck you. Christmas. Have a Merry Christmas. <laughs> I don't understand the doctor's motives for this. <laughs> I think he's just a mean doctor. I don't what think he has motives. <laughs> but Santa's just, like, like says it straight to Santa's face. I like, know. Dude, what the hell? So then, obviously, Santa gets extremely depressed, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Well, nobody cares about Christmas or me anymore." To his wife, he says this too. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, oh, you're wrong. I'm going to (laughs) send Jingle and Jangle out into the world to figure out how people feel about you. Which, like, to her credit, at least Jingle is the top elf. 
I have um, no clue what Jangle's. <laughs> Jingle is the top is. elf, and Jangle is the top elf's annoying brother who everyone hates, presumably. <laughs> because that's how I feel, though. Jangle. Yeah. Um, that's exactly mostly because they gave like, the worst possible voice. Yeah, he sounds like an asshole. Not like an asshole, um, but like just. No, he just sounds insufferable. Yeah, like, so fucking annoying. Like, I had to hear that daily. I also <laughs> would want to hit him. <laughs> exactly. Um, so they take Vixen, who is a baby. The in timeline this. for the reindeers is very confusing. <laughs> there is no reindeer continuity in any of these movies. No. Um because Vixen was a full-grown reindeer with the rest of them in Santa Claus is Coming to Town, and now she's a baby. Yep. So she either has de-aged, or she's Vixen got better is... or the is original Vixen died. And yeah. a new Vixen. And either one of those options, not fun to think about. No. <laughs> um... I also don't know who's naming the reindeer, so if it's Santa's doing, that's a little fucked up. Because uh, they seem at least, like, semi-conscious of, like, personhood. <laughs> but who knows? We're not here to get into reindeer ethics. That was Rudolph, and I still didn't want to get into it. <laughs> no, exactly. They go to, so, Jingle and Jangle and Vixen go to, um vague southern town in the United States. No, it is South Town, USA. I mean, it, but I'm just saying it's <laughs> vaguely somewhere in the South. It is fully the South Town of USA. Actually. It's vaguely somewhere in the <laughs> South. It. I also don't know what time period this takes place in. Presumably... Uh, who knows actually because they're all in like three piece suits but like the women are like in Victorian dress yeah but they have like modern language and ideas yeah and it's very confusing but Santa sends it out to the press no Christmas this year I'm sick um I we need to talk about the I don't want to like spend too long on all the plot for this one. No. Um, but basically everyone in the South is like, well, if Santa's real, then we should be able to have a white Christmas. Um, I can't, and like, the thing is here, um, the newspaper just straight up has pictures of Santa. Yeah. And they're like, I don't, I don't believe it. This is a, this is a well, questionable. He, he, he mailed them the picture with the press release. <laughs> he said like, his head chucks. Exactly. Like, it's just straight up a picture of Santa, regardless. Um, <laughs> and they're all like, I don't know. I don't but it's it. also just like, well, but at the same time, it's like, I have pictures with Santa when I was a kid, but that's not Santa. Yeah, but <laughs> I mean, also, like, reason, but like, <laughs> this is also a world where, like, Santa does exist, so he does actually put the presents down. Yeah, but people don't know that. Like some people, it's the problem that a lot of Christmas movies run into, where it's like once a family stops believing in Santa, does Santa just 
stop delivering to them. Do they just accept that their presents are unrelated? Does I it does it doesn't matter is mm. my answer like they are not seeking to answer that question no. in any capacity and it does not matter to the story. The thing that really just got me for this one, like usually I can ignore it, but like he's just straight up in the newspaper. <laughs> He's not hiding. Um, no, but I I just took it to be everyone would assume it's just like a media stunt. That's fair. <laughs> I thought it was incredibly funny. That's just like straight up music. <laughs> People don't believe news with real pictures in real life. Why should they in this? <laughs> so he also is like under the assumption that the whole world doesn't believe. But he gets, like, a change of heart from, like, one kid in one town. He's like, oh, okay. Absolutely. Uh. So, they go to this town because they got shot out of the sky by the Miser Brothers. Um, A lot of hijinks (laughs) ensue where Vixen gets taken to the dog's bath. Yeah. Then they need the Miser Brothers so that they can make it snow in Southtown and have a warm spring day at the North Pole. And uh, this is the best part of yes the year without a Santa Claus because the Miser Brothers songs are, um <laughs> it's the same song with it's, different yeah. lyrics but it's them. very fun um, the Miser Brothers jazzy. are very fun and they have these fucked up little minions Unexplained. that are just them but tiny and it's very funny. It's so, like, is it uh, asexual reproduction? Do they... Who knows? They I don't want to know. They have little guys. Um, I also love that it is canon within the Santa universe that they are not just brothers. <laughs> they are stepbrothers. Which I'm confused about because they have the same mom so logically they would actually be half brothers I took it as like because she does look a lot more like Snow Miser um, they do go <laughs> see Mother Mother Nature because the brothers don't compromise and they're like well I'm gonna tell your mom on you yeah. so like that's how they, they get that resolved as she yells at them they're also incredibly large, because um, Mother Nature is, like, the same size as, like, Mrs. Claus, but the, the Miser Brothers are, are just huge. the size of her house. Um, <laughs> so, like, what my, what I understood was, because I took the stepbrothers at face value once they gave it to me, because that's ten times funnier. <laughs> it just logically doesn't work. She she looks a lot more like Snow Miser, so like I would assume she's Snow Miser's biological mother and married whoever birthed the Heat Miser. See, but and, I thought she looked more like Heat Miser. Oh really? Yeah. Huh. I mean like And it is also like basically straight up said that she is both of their biological mother. Well, they just call her mother. She is Mother Nature, and they are literally forces of nature. 
Yeah, so like created directly by her. As a child who was very into Greek mythology, <laughs> I understood the relationship as like a Zeus Athena kind of thing. But again, they did add this specification on their relationship, their stepbrothers, and now that's all I can think about is how does that how <laughs> does that happen? Um, who's the father that allowed them to become brothers? Who did she See, marry? That- who did she marry? Who did she marry? I'm just assuming that they are actually half brothers. Yeah, I think brothers just logically does not work. No, I think half brothers makes more sense. But I'm, I, it's so funny, <laughs> and I'm so are. obsessed with the idea that somewhere, like, was it Father Time, and he's just half fucking around having Rudolph are really funny because like. If there was a live action, they could easily be Will Ferrell and John C. Riley again. <laughs> yeah. Dude, if somebody has the time and the editing talent and the artistic skill to just <laughs> give a fun little skin on Step Brothers the movie so they look like Heat Miser and Snow Miser, that'd be so funny. Because it really wouldn't be hard. No. Same same general builds. <laughs> yeah, you just like put a fun hat on one of them, uh, fire on J- John C. Riley's head. Yeah, <laughs> it's basically done. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, then we get so they make the weather stuff happen. Then all the kids um, believe in Santa. <laughs> they believe in Santa. They send him all these letters and presents. And sing Blue Christmas, and it's very sad. Santa cries. Santa cries. The kids are crying. Everyone's crying. We miss Santa, they say. And then Santa wakes up, and he's like, I just had the worst fucking dream, and I will just not have a cold anymore, because Christmas needs to happen. And he leaves, and that's the end of it. And he leaves, and I'm that's not the kidding. end. The fucking last line, he's like, I've just dreamed the worst dream, and then it ends. <laughs> he just goes off to deliver presents to the world. So, I also do want to talk about the scene that we kind of skipped over, where he is in this young boy's house, who becomes embroiled yeah. in the Santa schemes. And they, the kids, like, well, I don't believe in Santa. Do you? And his dad's like, actually, yeah. And then we get this flashback where he was a kid, and Santa went into his room and was like, oh, so you don't believe in Santa, huh? <laughs> and the kids like. And the kid's like, oh, fuck, I guess I do now. Santa's real. (laughs) Um, And then they're all just, like, (laughs) sitting with this kid, like, (laughs) berating him for, musically berating him for (laughs) Santa. My favorite fucking part. That's Santa right in front of you. Are you stupid? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like, that's clearly Santa. But my favorite part of all of that is Santa broke into this child's room. Because, like, he does break and enter just every year. and That's fine. But he went to this kid's room, woke him up, berated him for not believing yeah. in him. And then he ends and up now doing he's, the same now this fucking thing. To his son. It's so funny. What a weird generational tradition for this family. <laughs> Is Santa comes to your house and fucking just insults the shit out of you for not believing in him. <laughs> and the dad's just like, yeah. Very funny. 
And so, like, the dad has this experience, and he knows Santa's real. He does not ever let on that he even thinks that this man at his table is Santa. No, even though it, like, extremely <laughs> obvious he is That's Santa. That's fully Santa. His introduction is, I'm looking for two two of my good friends. They're elves, and they have a fuck, fucked up dog of mine here. And the dude's like, hmm... What an interesting old man. Yes, I do believe in Santa, actually. Why do you ask? <laughs> I, I'm i obsessed with that scene. Again, like, I, to be fair, as a kid, if I can be honest on this podcast, so something I've never done, <laughs> ever. <laughs> Don't listen to any of the other episodes where I reveal very, just awful things about myself. Uh, I never liked the year without a Santa Claus. I thought it was boring. Um, Jingle and Jangle annoyed the shadow of me. The only redeeming thing about it was the Visor Brothers for me. <laughs> so I didn't remember this scene where they're just at the fucking kitchen table yeah. yelling at this kid. Um, it it really drastically shifted my opinion of Year Without a Santa Claus. <laughs> it's so funny. This is such a good. <laughs> Like, it's not at all the first one, which I adore with all of my heart. No, it's a very different, like, tone and everything, but this is so I funny. like it a lot. Yeah. Um, again, the Miser Brothers are iconic. And the Miser, I was going to say, the Miser Brothers alone are, like, enough to make this my favorite one. Uh, my favorite part of the Miser Brothers is uh, during, like, after the song where Heat Miser is sitting in his throne and he's like trying to make a deal with Mrs. Claus about letting it snow in this town. He's like making all these wild hand gestures and his little his <laughs> three of his little guys are standing in the corner and they're just shiny shiny as all hell gold jumpsuits just gesturing yeah. along with him. I'm obsessed with those little fucking troll dolls. <laughs> I love them I also, so much. I think as far as like the stop motion animation goes this one is like the best it's so clean it's so clean it like like the miser brothers use their powers and it looks really good Mm -hmm. there's also like the earlier mentioned children and santa crying and the like tears look really good like however they did them yeah it looked i'm assuming they used like real water droplets because that's what it looks like but it, to be able to pull that off in like 1970 whatever mm-hmm. it's okay, very it's impressive just, it's so much smoother because again it's cute and charming in like the earlier ones it is fully you can tell the cuts between the movements and for yeah. a lot of this um you can't There's, no it's it's just very clean They've really, like, figured it out. Because I don't know a lot about the history of stop motion, but I have to believe that these are, like, pretty early into it. They're definitely, like... They were definitely, like, pioneers in Mm -hmm. stop motion animation. So, like, the difference between Santa Claus is Coming to Town and The Year Without a Santa Claus, like, I mean, the, the difference between The Year Without a Santa Claus and Rudolph is night and day. It looks... (laughs) <laughs> so much better. Yes. Um, if we could get like Yukon Cornelius uh, high speed skating like the mayor did, 
Uh, oh, in yeah. this one, I would lose my shit. But uh, instead, like, it's just this is what we have. They're not making any more, obviously. Um, it's just nobody's really making anything other than CGI, if at all, <laughs> if there's a choice. So we're kind of in a rut right now. And I do, I wish, because I do love stop motion, the Tim Burton films. Um, no matter how I feel about Tim Burton as a person, like you have, like I have to watch them. They're gorgeous because yeah. like the stop motion is so. Um, I would comment on Coraline, but it it does still, as an adult, freak me the fuck out. So I have not watched it since the first time I saw it as a child. No, but like on the subject of Coraline, Leica still yeah. makes like all of their movies are claymation, and it's all exactly gorgeous. So Tim Burton films and the Leica Studios are also like just that's what we get now, and I love and it's just what we'll have to work with. Yeah, I love horror. Um, I love the films that they produce. I would like more than just horror films (laughs) in stop motion. It's God, I, I I love it. As a person who very much enjoys Christmas and these films in particular, I would really love some kind of triumphant return of like stop motion motion Christmas films, Mm -hmm. which I think I haven't seen them, but I think like Freeform maybe did. I think there's like Prep and Landing, which is Bad Elves, which I believe are newer stop motion ones, but I have not seen them yet. I, again, it's been quite a while since I've, I've had cable. And um, I don't keep up with it. So I I don't know. I'm going to take your your word for this one. (laughs) All I know is the most recent one in this kind of wheelhouse that I saw was unfortunately uh, Rudolph on the Island of Misfit Toys. And that was not stop motion. And it was barely finished animation. So No, yeah. Um, And then we kind of, we got to wrap up, but... (laughs) We will talk about next week. Mm-hmm. We'll get a chance to talk about Rankin and Bass did not only do stop motion, they did traditional 2D animation and, as well. And we'll get a chance to talk about that well, we could with our next like, episode. Mention it for this one as well because there was um, a song where they did use traditional 2D animation within uh, Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Yes. It was during Jessica's weird whatever the fuck she was doing. <laughs> <laughs> Her acid trip. Yeah, um, she's just going fully insane. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, yes, but that's like was... a small sequence. And um, next week when we talk about Frosty, we get to talk about their traditional animation. Um, which I can't. It, it it's so good. I would love. Oh, I mean, there is a stop motion Frosty. We're not going to be discussing that because that's a it's <laughs> a weird fucking movie. <laughs> Because it's awful. It's, um, but um, yeah, we'll get to talk about the traditional animation, which is also going to be exciting because Rankin and Bass were pioneers in animation across the board. Yes, and I love um, just the general look of Frosty. So yeah, <laughs> he's incredibly round, and I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess um. The general consensus at end of episodes for this month is please watch these. Um, I'm assuming a lot of our American listeners have already seen them. 
I can also safely assume, just from my point of view, that it's probably been a while since you've seen them. They yeah. are free on YouTube. <laughs> uh, they are free on Pretty much. Ocean. <laughs> they are know, easy to find. Yeah. Um, like, Legality-wise, companies have an issue with Daily Motion. Uh, YouTube's kind of up in the air because there are like official things on YouTube, but yeah, like, I know all of the Barbie movies are free on YouTube, like officially. I don't know about the Rankin Bass movies, but I don't obviously, know. Like, but you can find them, and I don't think I don't think it would be a like bad part of your day to take some time to watch some of these. They're no. very enjoyable. They're so um, sweet. <laughs> Except for like, Rudolph. That was a rude movie. <laughs> <laughs> but they... Like, these Santa Claus ones especially, they're just very, very sweet. They also look really good. Yeah. And just very nostalgic. Fun music. And also just... Honestly, like, in some ways, a lot funnier than I remembered. Yeah. Whether intentional or not. So either way, it's it's wholesome fun. Like I'm not like this is a bad movie yeah. and I hate it. Like No. Like, I, I love you, it. I th- I think anyone can have a good time watching these. And, and you should. Um <laughs> And it's and it's not like a super involved thing to watch either, which No. Can be nice. It's please watch them if you haven't. Um if you don't celebrate Christmas or anything, I understand um, not having the draw to do it and I'm not going to push it. No, but yeah. If nothing else, like, if you want to watch, like, charming animation, there's going to be some, like, in, again, later in the month that are, like, less Christmas-related. The Santa ones are weirdly like, open about how Christian they are. Yeah, particularly Santa Claus is coming to town. Yeah, it's, it's like, a lot of mentions holy and shit. It's weird. Um, so I get it. But um, there's not too much of it in like Rudolph, especially the later one. But again, that's not CGI. Frosty's not really <laughs> too associated with that. Um, and then like the yeah. later ones, most of them aren't like specifically Christmas related. They're more like winter tales. Uh I can't speak for all of them, but at least a couple of them I know. They're not really uh, associated with the specific re- religiality of Christmas. So mm-hmm. if, if that's something you want to like think about, but you don't want to like really be involved with that, I would start there. <laughs> um, it, they just—they're so nice to look at, and especially um, the Santa ones are very wholesome. They're very sweet. But again, yeah. they're more leaning towards <laughs> a not fun aspect, like a not fun religion. As someone who has lived through the trials and tribulations <laughs> of being raised under that religion. Uh, but if at all you're interested, watch them. I, it's a recommendation yeah. month. <laughs> yeah. I love them. They've they've shaped a lot of um, my childhood, so the very least, give it a try. If it's yeah, I I really I think for the most part you would not. 
I don't think anyone would really regret taking the time to watch these. No. Um, with that being said, follow us on Twitter. We do this every week, but <laughs> one of these days it's going to stick and someone's actually going <laughs> to follow the Twitter. We're at Dumb Bitch Binge. Uh, we tweet out the episodes every week. There's um, donation links associated with them. Just because, like, especially now, this is a a season of giving and if I can prevent money from going to Salvation Army and instead to people that actually need it and will use it for (laughs) good things then like I'm gonna do that yeah again join us next week uh, we're discussing Frosty he's snowman he's a snowman I don't know if we've (laughs) I mean I'm assuming a lot of people know Frosty (laughs) but my friend the snowman um yeah we will be discussing multiple of the frosty movies we'll get into it when we have we're in the episode we've taken up quite a bit of time already with santa (laughs) (laughs) um we also we put the donation links and stuff we also do have a patreon it's at dumb binge binging um do not feel obligated or anything to donate to that, but it is there. All of the proceeds to that will be going towards better recording equipment for us Mm -hmm. so that we don't sound bad. Yeah. Um, Believe me, we're aware of the audio situation here. For the good of the podcast and for you as the listener. It can um, only help improve everybody's experience. But again, if you have the money to spare, I would rather we would rather you donate to the links we provide. But if you have donated to the links and you still want to send a little to our Patreon, it is there, and it will be fully appreciated. Uh, yes, by us and, and everybody else that's listening. We're still figuring out the Patreon rewards and stuff, but they will exist if we have subscribers. Yeah. If anybody has any input, um, we never really had experience with what exactly podcast Patreons entail. So we'd love to hear from anybody who's subscribed to another podcast Patreon and what their tiers are and how we could incorporate that here. I'm assuming we're not the only <laughs> media-based podcast that no. exists <laughs> or has a Patreon. No. We definitely aren't. And on that note as well, if you have non-Patreon related feedback or suggestions or anything, once again, I will direct you to our Twitter at DumbBingeBinge. That is where you can reach us. We have discussed already what we will not watch and it's a short list. Um, So feel free to just, even if you don't have suggestions or anything, just talk to us we are there we would love to hear from the twitter if you have comments about our opinions on things that we discuss and you want to talk to us about that tweet at us we'd love to hear it (laughs) i would love to have more discussion about the shit that we watch (laughs) if you hate us tweet at us i would because there's no bad publicity (laughs) (laughs) but stephanie meyer we're still waiting yeah um, if anybody wants an update on that, we don't have an update. She has not contacted us. 
<laughs> um, with all of that being said, thank you for listening. <laughs>